Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello and welcome to Divine Love Radio, WDLR, the Internet's hallmark worldwide Divine Love Radio station, the station where the sole purpose is to awaken souls to the truth of God's divine love message, the very message that Jesus brought to mankind over 2,000 years ago and once again known through the pageant messages. The good news is that divine love is available and gifted to all mankind who seek it through earnest prayer. My name is Brooke Volk, and I'll be your host on this one-of-a-kind program in hopes of raising your curiosity about life and its purpose and what happens after we draw our last breath of the physical experience, a program that will direct you to volumes of information that your soul has been yearning for. Today's guest co-host, the co-host Bill Fraze. His own history with divine love is interesting and long and enduring compared to most. And in this episode of DLR, we will have the privilege to learn more about Bill and his story. Welcome, Bill. Thanks, Brooke. We are not strangers. We met a few weeks ago because you were gracious enough to host what some would call a retreat, some call a gathering of like minds. And we had two wonderful days in the southwestern Pittsburgh area of Pennsylvania. And we had special guests come all the way in from Canada to see us, Vancouver area, Al and Gene Fike and his sister Judy. And we had a great two days of learning, a learning about our personalities in person, and our desires, and our love, and the divine love that is available to us in different stages and different ways in our younger years, of which I can say you capitalize on that, and uh, the elder, more senior uh, individuals, and I certainly can capitalize on that. So thank you, number one. And what we will begin this conversation with today is you, and how you came about the pageant messages. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> that takes me uh, back a few years. I, um, yeah, I, I had had some really interesting uh, experiences in my last semester of college. Um, most people would call them mystical experiences that uh, basically caused me to question uh, everything that I thought I knew about life and God and, and all these different things. And so um, after that, I got married and went to graduate school. And, uh, and while I was in graduate school, I, I sort of um, just, even though I'd had these experiences, I, uh, it's really hard to describe. I, I was just, I was really troubled. Uh, looking back on it, I think I was actually experiencing, uh, you know, depression, things like that. 
And I was, uh, even though I was relatively newly married and, and happy in, in my relationship uh, with my wife, I, uh, I was just internally, I was kind of struggling um, with, with some stuff from my past, uh, those kinds of things. And, um, and at some point I got this idea, and this is while I'm in graduate school at, at Penn State University, and, uh, and I got this idea because I'd, I'd been raised in the church as a child um, early on at a Presbyterian church near my home where I grew up. Um, but I, I'd never really kind of gotten it. It never really made any sense to me. So, but I, I got this idea in my head that, you know, maybe, maybe Jesus knew something that I didn't know. Maybe there was something that I could find. Um, I, I, although I wasn't really big on uh, the Bible, not that I'd really read it, but church had not really inspired me to dig deeper into that for whatever reason. And, uh, and so I, I was online, and these are in the early days of the Internet. This would have been like in 19, around 1997 or so. And, uh, and I came across, um, I'm not even sure exactly which site, but I eventually landed on the uh, Foundation Church of the New Birth website online and started looking at the messages um, and, and realized that I was looking at something that was really uh, special and unique, and these were the, the messages that had been received uh, from James Paget, you know, earlier in the, the 20th century, and uh, and those messages pointed me in the direction that, to the point where, I was convinced that I was dealing with authentic information, and I I tried what some people call the experiment. I I started praying uh, for God's love to help me with, with sort of the internal uh, psychological emotional struggles that I was dealing with. And, uh, and and I found relief uh, through my prayers. I, I found what you know what people would call healing, um, and uh, and what people would also call uh, forgiveness in that process. And realized that that I had found something truly special uh, that had changed the quality of my life in a way that that I never imagined or anticipated. It sounds to me like many in your situation at a much younger age than many who have found divine love coming into their lives, that in your youth to have what you call some past baggage, let's say, that you were concerned with and did Jesus have the answers. So soul is something that has always been with us because soul was born first. And there is inside the soul some of these questions that it yearns an answer for, and it brings it to mind. And over the years, probably any listener tuning in will have those moments where they were not satisfied with either their spiritual development or something was missing in their physical lives. And they, too, felt that void but they had no instruction or guidance other than pray to God who is in heaven and he will answer. And maybe those answers did or did not come. In my case, I can say, yes, segments came, but it took me many years, 69 of them, but 30 of them diligently seeking for the truth, and it came. The listeners, when they tune into this program, they'll not hear a lot of questions and answer periods, this is a program to develop a curiosity and a satisfaction of knowing that they came to this program for a reason. I like to call it what it is, Law of Attraction. It is your soul's way of bringing you in touch with another yet 
program or theme that you can learn about something you probably knew very little about. Yes, we have an audience of those who know what divine love is, but it seems so easy of a subject and simplicity of a subject to cover that we don't try to do it on this program. We just let you know of a couple websites where you can go, or you can even use your own favorite search engine and search for yourself. Bill mentioned the pageant messages. You can go ahead and search for that. Pageant is spelled P-A-D-G-E-T-T, pageant messages, James Pageant, and you'll find a unique history in the beginnings of back in the early 1900s. You can also go more directly to a very known website in the community that I personally really like because Jeff Cutler has done a fantastic job over the years in developing a searching website where you can find what we're talking about. And it's just totally amazing. And the simplicity of that website, new hyphen birth, new birth with a hyphen, dot net, new birth dot net. That'll open up and give you plenty of information of what we are talking about on this program. And now back to my co-host today, Bill Fraze, married, has a grown boy, senior, or junior, freshman in high school. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, my friend okay. is a freshman in high school. Freshman. Okay. And now, the day that we met at your home, the second day, back in February... We were talking in your living room, just generalizing chit-chat, saying that spring day was very warm that day, record breaker, and we were outside taking a walk in kind of a nature setting in the area where you live, beautiful spot, and we commented earlier in the day that we hadn't seen a robin yet, and I'm thinking as we're I'm saying I wouldn't surprise me if we see one when we get out in your neighborhood and we did that walk and it was Al Fike and he was a guest co-host on one of the very first episodes of WDLR and Al said look everyone there were two robins on one of your neighboring uh, houses roofs that's the first sighting of robins this season in this part of Pennsylvania And since then, I've only seen a handful in my hometown area, which is uh, about 70 miles from where you live. So little things like that. And you wonder, did uh, Spirit World listen in on our conversation, and did they set that up? Those two robins were a little thin. They were, wherever they came from, further south, I guess, they were enjoying the day. But the other thing, that was not asked for, there were two doves (laughs) sitting Mm -hmm. on your porch while we were there discussing things. Now, that was another small but uh, pretty important memory in my mind that I'll never forget. Mm -hmm. So you got to wonder, like people saying they're Christians now, but yet they kind of know that their loved ones were trying to get in touch with them or they gave them signs little things. And yet when it comes down to could we really communicate with those who passed on, are they trying to tell us a message, especially in the divine love and the message that Jesus taught? 
What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I um, when I look back over the experiences of my life, I um, I've kind of come to realize with um, ever greater um, gratitude the ways that either uh, people in this life have said or done things that have um, prompted something for me or, or triggered something within me. Uh, that, that helped me to realize something. And a lot of times I don't even realize it's happening at the time. But, I mean, I, I feel like my life now anymore, and even earlier as I look back on it, was just this incredible series of miracles, of, of many revelations, of, of moments of guidance that I didn't know I was receiving at the time. And then I look back on it, I'm like, you know, I wasn't that smart then, you know? Like, I, I was guided in this direction, and I'm not that smart, so I'm guessing that I got some help on these things. So yeah, I mean, when I look at my life, I just I see I see help, uh, guidance, assistance, love um, everywhere. Now I see it in people in this life, uh, and and I also you know I'm kind of growing in my perceptions of of the help that that I and and other people receive from uh, from what we might call the the spirit world or or even directly from God. Definitely. When you have an opportunity as a newcomer to hear a program like this and two guys are talking about experiences and this topic is of what the radio program is about, Divine Love, that could be the name of a song, Divine Love. It's an overly used word in all aspects of uh, the dictionaries. Love in the scriptures, no matter what Bible you read, what translation, it's filtered throughout the Gospels, Old and New Testament, love, love, love. Yet that is not the love that Jesus came to earth to talk about. He came to talk about a new birth of a soul and the love that we should seek in earnest prayer, divine love. Well, if we have a natural love, isn't that good enough? Isn't that what makes us happy? What is this divine love? Can you give a definition from your side of the state of Pennsylvania? <laughs> yeah, to me, yeah, it's an excellent question. Um, I mean, the, the the fact of divine love is, is undefinable, but the truth of it in terms of our experience, it's, um, it, it is, it, to me, I mean, when it's, I'm just going to do my best to answer your question, and then there are no words. Uh, for what it actually is, and that's part of what the challenge is. It's, uh, it's not like saying, hey, look, there's a chair or a table over there. Look at it. Yep, okay, I agree, it's a chair or a table. Um, when it comes to divine love, the perceptions are internal to ourselves. They are, they are developed through, our, through what, what we often refer to as soul perception. So the divine love to me is the greatest power in all of uh, creation, reality. It goes beyond creation and reality. Uh, it, is, it is the ultimate power in the universe, which can take a soul, uh, a natural soul, you know, to, to what you were referring to, to a naturally created soul, and transforming it, transforming that that soul, that core or essence of what a human being is, transforming that person into uh, the very essence of divinity, the essence of God. Not making someone God themselves, but uh, God, in God's generosity, we receive 
we have the possibility of receiving God's love and being transformed in our inner being from a natural creature into um, what might be referred to as a divine creature, an angel, or um, or even uh, one term that's been coming to me lately has been uh, a supernatural creature, meaning that, that we have moved beyond uh, the, the natural world and entered into the supernatural world even while we're in our bodies on this earth, although many people, you know, think that supernatural, they always associate with the paranormal, which is not <laughs> necessarily the case. So that word may not be helpful to people, but we're talking about a power that is beyond uh, human capabilities of comprehension, of apprehension, of actually understanding. Uh, it, is, it is the ultimate power in the cosmos, uh, as, as far as I'm concerned. I, I haven't experienced or perceived anything uh, greater than it yet, you know, in, in my journey. A good description. Yes, it is not clear-cut stone as a table or a chair. Who and what is God is one of the topics that Jesus has discussed with James Pageant back in 1917, for example. And he, too, knew the limits of our worldly vocabularies. And he begins and starts saying that, uh, well, God is soul, and soul is God. Not the soul that is created man, but the soul that is deity in a self-existent. Well, I think we can understand that pretty well. God is deity, and he is unique, and we can say one of a kind, and without beginning or ending. That's a Christian teaching. And whose entity is the one great fact in the universe of being. So in trying to describe what it is, if we just use our natural love examples of how we love our families or our neighbors, there are those things that creep in and we don't like that person so much and I can't take that one too well either. So love wanes. Well, love is more for a pet, an animal pet, than there is for some human beings. Well, divine love does not have those classifications. Divine love simply is divine love. But we got to understand it has to come into our soul and our soul progresses. And this is simple. Simple Yet there's a lot of complications because worldly we have refused this message from the source that it came from over 2,000 years ago. And of course the scriptures do their deeds in confusing us even more. And that's what most of us have grown up with. And uh, I am, of course, right in there with all kinds of flavors of backgrounds of religious teachings. And yet my soul felt empty. It did not feel that it was being fed. And that is the purpose for my continuously asking, seeking, and my curiosity, continually, continually. And now when you stumble across a program like this and the listener said, well, divine love, let's seek it out. What proof can I have that it's really going to work for me? And I'm going to put this right back in Bill's lap. What (laughs) proof do we have that divine love works? Yeah. Yeah, it's a great question. Um, you know, I the the proof in my experience has only come when I have done what's called the experiment. So you you, you use the term proof, which is oftentimes used in in conversations having to do with reason, uh, uh, 
rationality, science, those kinds of things. And so if, if a person is willing uh, to try the experiment, which is, uh, for me, and they're, they're all different methods and modalities of prayer and, and different things work for different people, but basically prayer for me is, is my attempt uh, to allow uh, God's love to come into my heart. Uh, and, and, you know, per Jesus' teachings in the New Testament, you know, he talks about asking, seeking, and knocking, you know, which to me are, are references to, to prayer, to, to making this outreach, to making this attempt to receive it. And so for me, it's this prayer from the soul uh, that, that, you know, and, and I receive God's love and realized I'd received it because of the kind of healing that I, you know, talked to you about before. I got my proof that way. I realized, wow, you know, something that I thought I might have to deal with for the rest of my life and possibly for all eternity is gone. It is not there. It doesn't cause me pain or suffering anymore. Um, and, and that's the proof that other people can get. Now, one of the tricks of it is some people may try to pray from their soul you know, once and be like, ah, nothing happened. You know? uh, that's not, Jesus in the Bible is also very clear and also in the pageant messages as well about the need for persistence, that we have to keep at it. We have to keep working at it. Um, some people, they may, they may have an experience or have a perception that something has happened within them with one prayer experience. Uh, most people need more than that because most of us, uh, most people don't even know that they have a soul. Um, it's a concept people are familiar with, but most people are so, so associated with their minds and their emotions and their bodies that, that they're not even aware that they, that they have this core self that is created in the image of God and that is intended to be filled with God's love. So, so it's, it's in that prayer and in that repeated prayer that people will, will eventually uh, have perceptions that something significant has changed. And the perceptions, in my experience, will come in such a way that the person will know that they didn't just make it up in their mind, that it wasn't just their imagination. Uh, and, and again, I think that those perceptions are going to be different for different people. So, you know, I hesitate to to share more specific experiences on my side, whereas uh, what I've kind of learned uh, even over the past year or so is that people's experiences can be very diverse in terms of what their perceptions of receiving God's love. But the thing I'm confident of is we're, we're dealing with spiritual laws. Uh, when we pray for God's love repeatedly from our souls, it will come, and we will eventually have a perception that it is there. Well put. And this is the reason that we have co-hosts with knowledge. It doesn't matter if you have 20 years, 40 years, or just one year of knowledge of divine love. Each has a terrific multitude of stories, not just one. But in the beginning, there is a prayer. They call it prayer perfect. There is a prayer that you can, at that website, new-birth.net, it's an easy-to-find divine love prayer. And Jeff Cutler has set it up to ask, can you spare a few minutes a day, maybe three times a day for a period of 21 days and say this prayer? And then I would like to hear your story, just as Bill and I share ours. Because it is different, no matter how many billion souls if each one would say the prayer and experience the results, it would be different, each soul. And that is told to us. 
by the celestial spirits who have communicated this. It is always different. Some feel warmth, a tingling, a glow, a goosebumps. Some visually feel and see light coming into their chest area. It goes on and on. We've mentioned this in different episodes so far. Each is different, and your story will be different as well. But it will, like Bill said, it will it will give you a realization when you're praying that things are changing in your life. Now put things in perspective. Bill has known about divine love for 20-some-odd years. Is that correct? Yep, yep, just over 20 years now. And I've known about divine love since December of 2016. And now that uh, being in March of this 2018, I I learned of December of uh, 16. So I have 13 months, 14, 15 months of knowing divine love. The stories I could share with you in the past year and three months are unique. They are for me. I know I have my proof but I don't like to call it proof. It is solid fact. Now, I should say that I am a fiction writer, and the stories that I weave, including divine love, readers may consider them fiction, since I'm a fiction writer. However, it is fact, and I like to make audiences and readership aware of everything that you hear and read from me or this program is fact based on our comfort levels, that our souls are seeking more and more of these facts and where we get them. Traditional Christianity lives for the Bible verses. They do not understand many of the verses. They do not have the correct understanding of the many parable stories that were made to simplify because they were not the parables that were maybe given Remember, there's thousands of years here and many translations, so they gave meaning to them as meaning something completely different. So where they're talking about love and praying without ceasing, for example, is one word you might pick on Scripture. What does that mean exactly? Well, I did not know. How could I, as a physical being with many duties in the day, to enjoy because I am a humanoid. <laughs> well, how could I pray without ceasing? I would be in a traffic jam, and I, w- I, wouldn't, I would have many opportunities not to get things done. And now, at 70 years old, I was listening to another friend who was on a program the other evening. This friend woke up Thursday morning, and had a prayer in her mind. Did not get out of bed, but wrote the prayer down in an email to herself. And she shared that later in the day. And that was read that evening in a a program, a Zoom program. It's like a Skype, but a Zoom program. And uh, that prayer, that might have been three minutes, I picked out one important mention. And it has to do without pray without ceasing. That I've always wondered how that could fit. And in that prayer, she said, "How help uh, 
my soul to continue praying after I have stopped. In other words, the soul is praying, could be constantly, while we say our short prayers and we're done and we go on about our day. So we must enjoy the beauty of revelations through a friend or through uh, someone who knows divine love that this is inspired. So like my writing's inspired, Bill is also a writer. We'll talk about that in a minute. These things come to us from where and in from what genre and how do they all fit? Truly amazing. So inspired thought and a beautiful prayer answered in a one sentence what I'm wondering about. Pray without ceasing. Bill, you're, uh, you know her quite well. Elizabeth mm-hmm. Morana. Mm-hmm. Now let's give her a website. Do you have that website handy? Let's see. So she would be, uh, oh yeah, uh, that's the Foundation Church of the New Birth, so that would be uh, divinelove.org. So divinelove, all one word, dot org is the Foundation Church of the New Birth uh, website. And that is uh, uh, that is one of the, well, they they house the copies and some of the originals from James Pageant messages. Is that correct? That's absolutely correct. Yeah, that's that's uh, a big part of the church's mission is, is to preserve uh, the originals or the best copies of, of messages for perpetuity. So this is another step in your curiosity-seeking listeners to this program. Go search these websites and do a general search for yourself and be surprised at what you come up with. Now, another curiosity many people have uh, is ghost stories, the phenomena of the TV programs, ghost hunters, even uh, the the famous uh, ghost romance movies. All of this has been intriguing, and angels, and even John Travolta played (laughs) an angel, and he was in every die. (laughs) I think he smoked cigars, too, Uh, this is the humor of some of these production uh, creating people in the movie industry uh, to have John Travolta play an angel. And the message uh, goes deep in our psyche, I guess what I'm trying to say. So we always wonder, could it really be? It's almost like a UFO uh, program. Could it really be? Boy, there's so much evidence there, but it's so tricky. Nobody ever, ever, ever has a definitive answer, and that is so, so annoying to me. I don't have a black and white. Well, religion is like that too. We all want to believe the one we're hooked up with is the one that is the right one. Yet we feel it's not because there's something missing. Well, here's your opportunity to know from two individuals that we searched. We had the curiosity, and we still do every day, and we just enjoy that there's been so much of, we'll call them our forefathers of since the early 1900s, that did what was necessary. Their sole progression was enabling them to take messages, and they were then later, of course, preserved and in uh, print, and even in the 50s, more volumes were printed. And then the what uh, you call the additional celestial messages that come to mediums, I'm going to use that word here because people are curious what we're talking about. And you have to get over that bump in the mental mind that can we actually talk with those who passed? Can we? Is that really ghost-like? 
spirit-like, your curiosity must have some knowledge of this, and you really want to know, could it really, really be? Well, we're giving you the information to go ahead and search in the, the divine love and the pageant messages and see what you think. There's nothing that you have to do special. You don't have to get up and put on your Sunday go-to-meeting clothes. Do it in the relaxing evening atmosphere around your computer. And this is just a little humor way to say, if you really want to know, and if you tried all different sorts of things, what do you have to lose but to check this out? And like Bill said, the prayer. Say the prayer. It's there. See how it changes your life. And if it doesn't, maybe it isn't for you at this time that you don't really feel that uh, it's just another notch on your belt. And you'll jump over Hinduism or maybe Buddha will be the answer for you. But you still have to investigate on your own. And it is your soul that will give you comfort in knowing that you're on the right track. Now, let's go down a little bit to Bill's writing. And Bill is uh, a creative individual, and his writings are unique and different than mine. And tell us a little bit how that all came about and how people can maybe tune in on to some of your writings. Okay. Uh, thanks, Brooke. Yeah, I, uh, I've i always enjoyed writing as long as I can remember. And um, one of my favorite projects that I wrote in third grade uh, was was a short story that I was really really proud of, um, and basically I haven't really written short stories until uh, much more recently. Uh, I, I went through a stint where I wrote a lot of poetry in high school, and then um, and then let's see, it was uh, several months ago actually in an, in an adult Sunday school class that I participate in um, at the church that I attend, and we were we were reading a book. Uh, by actually, it's really interesting. Uh, by Peter Rollins called the Orthodox Heretic, um, and he he's a proponent of, of his own brand of theology called Pyro theology, and we won't go into that. But but basically, he wrote all these stories into a book uh, with commentaries uh, to kind of relate his own uh, his own I guess theology and everything. And, and we really enjoyed those discussions and conversations around that book in this in this Sunday school class. Um, and then as we were doing that, uh, different people would say things, and, and I started to realize that, um, that I could translate uh, some of the things that have been very challenging for me to communicate with people otherwise into a short story format. And so I started writing short stories just like in, I only started probably in like uh, November, December, January here of, of this, you know, of, of last year and this year. Uh, writing these stories to, to convey in a more dramatic, interesting fashion uh, some of the things that I've come to discover uh, on on the path and share those with people. And uh, and so, yeah, I, I now have a, a blog uh, and a website on my blog. Uh, the website is uh, wakeupcallforthesoul.com. So it's just wake up for, F-O-R, the soul.com, all one word. Uh, as, as the website address, and you can go there and, and uh, check out my stories that way. And I publish a new one every week. I have uh, approximately 60-some to 70 stories, and, I, and I'm kind of tweaking them. And, and I'm, the big task that I do now is before I publish a story, I write a commentary with it, because when I first published them, people didn't seem to understand 
what I was doing. Uh, the people who understood them best were people who, who were already aware of the divine love path. Uh, people who were not were more challenged by them. And part of the story is that part of me writing the story is to help people understand, like, what divine love is, how it works, how it changes your life, you know, all these different things. So uh, now I've added comments afterwards that are called secrets of the story where I share, uh, I don't explain the entire story, but I share some of my thoughts on either what inspired that story or what, what you know, some of the takeaways that I'd be looking for people to have after uh, reading those stories to help them understand them and, and put them in a context. So this, this project has been a lot of fun for me, and, and uh, you know, my wife uh, helps me out with it a lot with her feedback and perspective and everything as, as I'm working on stories and uh, tweaking them and my commentaries and everything. So it's, it's just been a really fun project, and I'm looking to keep this up for quite some time because I keep you know, uh, sort of being inspired to write new stories all the time. Uh, and so I keep writing those, and then I, I publish them as I'm sort of inspired too. That's neat that you use the word inspired. There is a motivational word. It's called motivation, and that is really down on the rung of the ladders. And there has been a whole series of millionaires made from the word motivational because mm -hmm. they wrote books and spiritual books as well. They capitalized on the want of the people to use your motivation and not listen more or less to your inspiration. And I've learned that since I was in some of that field of uh, marketing those type of programs, and I saw them fail time and time again, and then I finally realized why. And motivation is only lasting as long as uh, you get up in the morning and you hear those raw, raw messages and you keep going for the dollar, the almighty dollar. Because basically most of those marketing programs, that's what it is. You join this, have others join you, and you motivation through various meetings, and you get all hyped up. But when you go home, you're by yourself. And you can tap into others' energies, but if you don't have it as an inspiration, it'll soon wane and go away, like perspiration. It'll it's tend to disappear with evaporation. And that is where inspiration. We're asking you to be inspired to be searching for this void in your life and we're giving you the material and the websites there's another writer amongst us her name is eva peck and she's from down under uh, australia and she came out with a new book and i mentioned this the other day to bill because it is what christians are looking forward to i just feel it now, I'm going to give you her website address and things that we offer on, like, that new hyphenbirth.net site. There are free, free, free publications, but you can still go out and buy the books in printed format through Amazon and Lulu and various others that you're familiar with. But they are free on the individual's websites in many instances. Universal Spirituality. I put a hyphen there, universal-spirituality.net, and look for her latest publication. And that is called New Birth Pathway to the Kingdom of God. What makes this so unique, this publication? I think it's a hundred and some pages, is she references Scripture. And that is so important for me. Where does it say that in the Bible? Oh, 
Galatians or Matthew and then ties in the divine love into what the scripture has almost obscured Jesus' message. They left out a lot and they inserted a lot. Men, why? Well, you can investigate that on your own, but religions of today have a couple key ingredients that they have to keep in mind. Profitability is one. Uh, control, two. And these are two big reasons why scriptures are like they are today. Uh, that should be a known fact, and we tend to overlook all the interpretations and the many additions and deletions. But here's something that Eva has put together, and you could look in on that. Not only uh, did I mention this to Bill the other day, I think he went in and he has downloaded that and uh, wrote a review. I didn't see your review yet, Bill. What did you think? <laughs> yeah, I'll just I'll summarize it with, uh, let's see, what, how did I put I basically called it uh, the uh, decoder ring for the Holy Bible. That was that was the <laughs> lead on, uh, on my review on Amazon. Of course, you got five stars on it. Wonderful. The decoder ring of Scripture, that is unique in itself. And those uh, few words mean a lot when it comes to reviews and any product or book that you read or movie that you watch. You look for those stars, don't we? And if it's a five-star, we're going to look at it. If it's four and a half, we wonder what was a negative. And then the four, and then we don't even go looking any further if it's only got a three-star rating. And it, <laughs> so that's important to review for those who put in their many, many, many hours of efforts of not being motivated to present the material, but being inspired. And inspired comes from, well, secret decoder ring. <laughs> sources <laughs> and go ahead search for the secret it's out there and that's another thing the book the secret to the movie the secret came out some years ago and it was based on law of attraction well law of attraction i began learning about back in the year 2000 from a an original source but the secret they come out and it's a marketing program to earn bucks for the authors that were presented in there and the programs they held in the movie, et cetera, et cetera. Wrong, wrong, wrong. But that is a proof is in the pudding. Did it inspire? Yeah, I guess. Motivate? Oh, a bunch of that to go seeking for answers, but they didn't give a direction at all with the truth and the divine love. Why? Well, it isn't because they haven't been around in these valuable messages because that's uh, they have a history of 100 years now since 2014. And that just is truly amazing. I wonder, and this is a question to you, Bill, in all the movies that have been produced and the names they come up with and the characters and the plots, when it comes to anything spiritual, did they not bump across some of these books in an old bookstore somewhere and they say, oh, this will make a great theme or this is unique. Uh, some of the Star Wars episodes, they use uh, characters or names from children's books, I've been told. <laughs> I don't know. That's copycatting, but it's still people don't have access to this information. And there it is for over 100 years. And now we are 
telling others through this curiosity program to search and seek and ask and knock and find on their, their own. But is it possible that those writers, those very famous writers, have been inspired or got their information from such mediums of years ago? Any comment on that, Bill? Yeah, well, it's interesting that you mentioned that because I was thinking uh, this morning, and it, it's not a, a strange or unusual thought for me, but it, it popped in my head this morning that, you know, when I think about um, popular culture, film, television, uh, you know, fiction, all kinds of different uh, artistic media, you know, that, that people uh, use to, to share ideas, to, to inspire, to, to uh, evoke feelings and, and things along those lines. I, I see, uh, at this point, I see divine love all over the place. It's not called that you know, in most places, but I, but I do get the sense uh, sometimes when I'm reading, you know, a, a fiction book or uh, watching a movie uh, that, that, you know, we have, that, that you know, Joseph Campbell, uh, you know, talked about the, the power of myth and, and that was a huge inspiration to, uh, to George Lucas in, in developing the, the Star Wars franchise. And, uh, and, and those myths, they speak to very deep, um, fundamental, uh, psycho, emotional, social, and, and spiritual issues that people have. And so, uh, so, yeah, I guess, I mean, that's my long way of saying that I, I, see, I see God and angels inspiring uh, people and writers and artists and creators and individuals in their in their jobs and in their roles all the time uh, with regard to divine love, even if even if the people involved may not even have any conscious awareness of the existence of God's love. And it's also possible that some people actually have this conscious uh, awareness and then they look to infuse their work with it. I mean, that's that's kind of the road I'm on right now with my my stories. Is I want to write stories that are you know pointing people in the in the direction of well, here's God and this is how much God loves you and this is what you have to do if you want to, you know, experience uh, the power of God's love for yourself. So for me, it's a more conscious endeavor. I, I, what I generally perceive more so is, is more of an unconscious uh, inspiration, you know, from probably the, uh, our, our spirit world friends and, and, and from God to, uh, to inspire different artists with these, these ideas and, and everything to help uh, other people to, to long uh, for this wonderful gift that exists even if they don't know that's what they're doing. <laughs> Good. Good answer and the earnestness of an individual. That's not what we were really taught in regular church-going uh, experiences. Earnestness. we just taught to pray and to pray this. And it's uh, our Father who art in heaven. This is the almost nursery rhyme type of uh, memorization that we had. And we didn't really pray from what we call our soul. We didn't even know much about soul. And yet, that's what God wants. A prayer direct to him. No third party is necessary. No ministers or priests. It says so. Direct. Well, Jesus came to teach us how we could do that. And yet, his messages were almost obliterated in Scripture. Unless you really know what uh, and where divine love fits in and how they altered these messages. But once you see them, then you say, oh, yes, that fits perfectly 
Well, that's for an example of what Eva Peck's book that we just mentioned does for you. If you need to see those scriptures and then you look at the divine love inserted there and how it fits and from the sources that they come from, then uh, again, the inspiration to get this message out. It is spiritual. It is angels. It is spirit guides. And it's a whole lot more. And from the spiritual realms and the word celestial realms. Well, that's another topic that we were not taught in churches growing up. After all, we were taught what our preacher's daddies taught them and their dads and granddads taught them or the seminaries they attended say you do it this way and this is how you open a service and this is your dogmas and creeds that you'll follow because we've done it for centuries <clears throat> wouldn't it be unique if we could hear from some of those folks that were in those positions like martin luther for example from the other side and he realizes that whoops, he was doing it wrong. And if only he could come back and walk in one of their churches and give the true message. Well, the unique thing is, when you read the pageant messages and other related materials, you're going to find out that he just is that such person. He's not gone because of the word death. Martin Luther, his spirit, but when he got to the spirit world, he was opened up to what he did on earth. And his ways may not have been the right ways. He knows that. But teach that to those who we've followed for decades of our own lives. It's hard to swallow <clears throat> the truth. And you still have that doubt. And that's where the opening of a soul is the only way that you're going to be able to know in comfort for yourself that, yes, there is truth in his messages. Now, in the other next breath that I take, I will say that Bill and I are not here to persuade you to join anything. Quit going to your church. Not at all. You heard Bill in a Sunday school. He's now he's in a church setting. I take my mother to church. It's not meaning that you're changing your religion. You're finding divine love entering your soul, and your soul is what is now giving you new thoughts and new perceptions. You're thinking differently, not by your mind, but the soul perceptions. And it's okay. You understand that these people thirst and are hungry for social involvement, and they're going to their church of choice not just because of the messages that they hear, but because of their social environment, that others go there like a big family. So in no way take this program as saying, we are the one and only, and wherever you are now is wrong. Not at all. And that's the soul in a gentleness, in a curiosity way. And that's my style of saying, seek. No other religion can give you the proof that knowing that you will receive, then if you earnestly seek direct to the Father, just simply say, Father, what's this divine love that I'm hearing about? Just ask and I shall receive. I do ask. And I'll ask again and again. And you will then. Well, some people say it changed my life. Well, again, 
maybe one day you'll be on this very program and you'll tell me how you received divine love into your soul. Bill, you've been silent. I've been doing a lot of the talking here. You have a subject matter that you would really like to bring out that's just been kind of wanting to mention to today's audience? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think we've covered covered a lot of those things. I, I guess the thing that's coming to me now is that that the the thing that most most people have little or no appreciation of um, is how how much God loves us. Um, and some of my stories are in this vein, but we don't we don't realize uh, that that basically uh, one of the ways I heard it put in a book, I believe it was a book by Marcus Borg, he, he said in the book, and he might have been quoting someone else, he said, God is besotted with us, meaning God is absolutely in love with us. And God so, so badly uh, wants to, to have this union of soul with us. It's not that God needs it, it's that God desires this. Uh, we are God's children. We are God's precious children and our souls are made in God's image. We are, you know, we are the apple of God's eye. We are we are so precious and loved by God. And and when I think about this this situation that, that most people are in at this point is that most of us are completely unaware of this ridiculous level of love that, that God has for us, that, that it is so so much, so strong, so intense. And then for most of us as human beings to say, eh, you know, like, I don't really care. I'm going to go off and do all these other things that, you know, damage my soul and feed my mind and mess with my body and, you know, what, whatever kinds of addictions or practices or habits or whatever, you know. And, and God is here, you know, one of the images that's come to me, I'm working on a story on it, is, is this image of, of this little child um, on, on the porch of our souls, you know, kind of waiting for us to open the door, say, hey, I'm here to change your life. <laughs> Would you let me in? You know, of course, if you let me in, I'm literally going to change your life. You know, you're not going to be able to kick me out. Your life's going to be way better, but you can't even imagine that now. But I'm here, and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to change, I'm going to change your life in ways you can't even imagine. You're going to be so much happier, so much healthier, uh, so much more fulfilled with so much more meaning and purpose in your life. You can't even imagine that, but you're not even opening the door to me. Would you please open the door? You know, so there's these images of Jesus talking about, you know, uh, us knocking, you know, and, and the door being opened. And, and the way I, where I'm at now is I feel like God is knocking on everyone's heart and saying, would you please let me in? You know, this incredible humility of God, this incredible desire, you know, not, not because God needs us, but God just, God wants to bless us in these incredible um, ways that we can't even imagine, and most of us are walking around completely ignorant of this, completely disinterested. Wow. And it's this heartbreaking kind of um, image that I have, you know, of, of God wanting so much to bless us with His love, it, and most of us not not really wanting it. <laughs> yes, and you say that with such passion; it's not uh, easily masked. Ooh, the passion. If anybody knew me two, three years ago, five or ten, I would not be so open in my belief 
in what I believe. And uh, 20 years ago, I did. I really felt I was on the right path with a worldwide organization. And within seven years, my soul, which I now know in looking back, was totally not satisfied. And within a year's time after I left, that worldwide Old and New Testament preaching church crumbled. They found error in their ways. And they, at headquarters, were the first to admit it. And that destroyed the church because people couldn't believe that their leadership was saying, whoops, we goofed. To me, that was encouragement to say, we are but men. Seek ye the kingdom. Well, Jesus is the light. That was his message. It's the messenger. And yes, the message was almost obliterated, but yet it did not go out. And the pageant messages will give you the descriptive reasons why it did not. But Jesus was as frustrated as we are today that we have a message here. And it is a beautiful message that will bring peace in your soul once you know that this prayer is what we're saying it is. A proof, an experience that you'll have. And yet, Many will not choose. And there is scripture that does still retain its identity, and that is narrow is the gate or broad is the way or straight is the way, and, but yet few will enter. There you go. They want to go the curves. They want to go aroundabouts. They just can't believe it's that simple. And the program will evolve into more and more of understanding with each and every guest co-host that we have, and we will. And we ask that each and every week, 10 days or so, check back with us here on the Talk Shoe format when we have more episodes. And they'll be as unique as today's message from Bill Fraze was unique and different. And their website that he gave, you'll follow him. And the websites that uh, Elizabeth and uh, her new book, and that you can get this free. What's wrong with free? we have a message from our Father, which is the biggest gift. We were given the gift of natural love. We were given the gift of free will. And it is your free will now that we ask that you exercise and the desire to wanting to know more. And the gifted websites that we've given you, so much is free that there is no excuse why you wouldn't want to seek out what this prayer is about and could it be that you found the encoder ring <laughs> I love that Bill. <laughs> I want one of them in real gold I mean, this is my divine love encoder ring <laughs> closing remarks from you Bill on the next minute of today's uh, program no. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, no, I'd just like to close uh, with my gratitude uh, to you for the opportunity to share in this way. This has been a lot of fun uh, for me and, and very meaningful for me. So I just say thank you for reaching out and connecting and, and for the invitation. And uh, and I just, you know, I wish, I wish the absolute best uh, to your listeners on this program. 
Well, Bill, you're not the one-and-done co-host. You'll be back multiple times in the future, and we look forward to your continued writing and your inspired writing, and that's a whole other program of inspiration. Everyone should know they have a spirit guide. Then there are what we call angels. How many do we have about us? Well, when you read some of the messages, you'll be surprised to learn. Number one, you do have spirit guides, and you do have angels about you. And, oh, the list goes on and on of your surprises that you will have. This is Brooke Volk, your host here on WDLR, and guest co-host Bill Praise, saying until next time, have a lovelit soul. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.